0: You know, sometimes I enjoy saying things that other people are afraid to say. I just did this on our podcast, The Hottest Take, which is available only on Spotify. <laughs> I did a whole thing about Tom Hanks. And you know what the message was? Tom Hanks, do better. Make better movies. You, you, the last 20 years, you're batting 270. Do better. And everybody gasped because you're not allowed to criticize Tom Hanks. It's like, no, Tom Hanks is one of my favorite actors ever. Do a little better. I didn't really like the Mr. Rogers movie that much. Make another rom-com with Meg Ryan. Do something. Anyway. Oh, it's over. You have to be willing to rewatch a movie.
1: And a technical foul, Please don't aggregate this Lillard Long Range 3. <laughs> The pitch, the pitch.
0: Their defense is atrocious. atrocious. I'm,
1: I'm sort of the rock
0: star. Right on the People! People. Tiso, Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. You know, we love China, we love Napoleon. Oh, man, I'm, man. Sorry. I'm sorry, it's just, it's just hitting, hitting me right, right now. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Bye. Hey, welcome back. It's Chris Medalkin. This is On The Line. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at us at on the Line underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Check out previous episodes on our website, onthelinepodcast.com. Com. please rate review subscribe to the show and apple google stitcher spotify wherever you get podcasts we really appreciate it all right guys welcome back we have a uh, we have a little bonus episode for you here today hope you enjoy it i recently got together with my brother to watch the safty brothers film good time um it was my first time watching the movie ben had already seen it and had uh, told me how much he enjoyed it so of course when he heard that i was watching it for the first time he rewatched it on his own and uh here it is us rambling in a nonsensical way talking about it uh the safties of course are huge basketball fans they are the guys that made uncut gems so uh enjoy it here is the uh pod on good time and uh here's my conversation with ben all right, on the line, he is back live
1: from Philadelphia. Ben Kraw, BC. How's it going down there in Philly? It's going great, Chris. It's going going real real well over here on this yeah. end. Uh, how's it going on your end? Everything's good, man.
0: Uh, just super super busy week here in New York, and uh, yeah, just uh, watching a lot of these NBA games, getting excited for the All Star game, which is you know just a couple of weeks away. Getting excited for the,
1: That's the, right the trade
0: deadline, which is oh a few boy weeks away.
1: So yep. Oh, a lot, a lot, of big things uh, afoot uh, in the in the association uh, that's right. these days, which uh, which of course we are uh, duty bound to uh, to discuss, <laughs> discuss. and yeah. and provide our takes on.
0: Literally, we have no choice but to talk about them. Ben, like you said, we this are this is our duty job. Bound. This is
1: this is what we do. We are
0: duty bound. We have no choice in this matter. This every is what day the we people wake demand.
1: Up. This is and what our bosses demand. The
0: bosses at the OTL demand that we get to work talking about it every week. So uh, that's what we'll do. Yeah. Uh, ben if it's uh, if it's cool with you I would like to maybe take the show in a little bit of a different direction here to begin um, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the Safty brothers yeah who made the film uncut gems that's right of that's course, right a couple episodes back people yeah.
1: uh, listeners may remember our uh, our, our, our little uh, dip into uh, cinema uh, mm. criticism um, which well, we I mean do of course time. To time. Yeah, of cu- of course we're well known for our uh, our our spinoff series, the rewatchables that we created and invented right. on our own. Right. Um, uh, but so yeah, from time to time we have little sort of um, I would say like kind of mini dispatches, um, not quite an, an official rewatchables episode, but but kind of like little uh, little yeah. nuggets, little little amuse bouche's, if you will, of um, of some of some film criticism yes. um, that we like to to dip into. So um, we talked
0: about uncut gems a couple of weeks ago. The Safety brothers' film with Adam Sandler and Kevin Garnett. How we both saw it in theaters and enjoyed it so much. And uh, I was saying during the podcast, I saw the saw the movie with my brother Brian. And we, my brother and I, got together last night to uh, watch the the Safdie brothers' movie that they put out two years ago, three years ago, called Good Time.
1: Yeah, and 2017 film. Yeah, their their previous uh, movie before. Uncut Gems.
0: I mentioned to um, you last night that I was going to rewatch the movie, or I was going to watch the movie for the first time. Uh, right, because you've it's never a, seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it. My brother has seen it a bunch of times. And, and oh, he had already it. seen it? Yeah, yeah. He's seen it a bunch uh, of times and loves it, loves this movie. Yeah. So he was like super psyched to watch it with me, show it to me. Amazing. And I mentioned to you, because uh, I know that you have seen it, and like my brother loved this movie, that I was watching it for the first time. And I got a little gift from you this morning, Ben, because I I was just told that you just rewatched the movie
1: (laughs) this morning. Yeah, well... When you told me that you were going to watch it, um, I was like, "Well, we're going to have to talk about it on the show." Mm. Um, and I had seen it in theaters. It was one of my like favorite movie theater experiences yeah. in, that I can remember in recent memory. Um, but I hadn't seen it since um, that initial viewing. So I was like, "If I'm going to, you know, if I'm if we're going to discuss this film, um, I'm going to have to rewatch Brush it." Up. So l- yeah. literally an hour ago, I just completed my rewatch of the film a uh, good time. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and now, uh, now I am, uh, prepared to, uh, to ask you how you, uh, how you received it.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, so I, first of all, I'm just so curious about like your first impressions about the film having just rewatched it. I can tell you like what I thought and you know, like it, it, it's just so interesting. Well, did anything jump out at you right away after rewatching it for the first time?
1: You know it's funny I, rem- I when I saw the movie initially I um you know it was like two two and a half years ago now um and in my memory I like remembered the beginning really really well and then it was like you know the movie is sort of like um like one long kind of mm-hmm. like nightmare uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or like you know a drug trip or whatever you want to call it um but it I think it kind of like all blurs together into this one, cause it all takes place in one night over, over the course of one night. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and I think like after you watch it, um, and it kind of fades a little bit from memory when you, when you try to think about it, it all kind of blurs together into this yeah. one crazy, like continue. It's like, it's almost like it's all like one continuous shot where it just goes, the action just propels, um, in such a way that you don't, you kind of like don't remember the specific, um, I hadn't really remembered the specific like little like plot points and, and like twists and turns. I remember like certain kind of like scenes and shots and like moments, but like, not all the like, oh, how did the he get from here to here kind of a thing. Um, so there was like tons of stuff uh, when I rewatched it that I had uh, kind of forgotten. I mean, I guess we were... the movie's what like 3 years old now. Do we need to worry about spoilers or no. can we just talk about no, it freely? No, we just talk about it. Yeah. So I had like basically completely forgotten that he <laughs> when yeah. he busted yeah. his brother out of the hospital that he'd gotten the wrong guy. Insane. Like up until the yeah. guy wakes up in the bedroom Dude, and he goes <laughs> in, I was still thinking like, "Oh, it's his it's, it's his, his brother, brother, right?" And then I remembered yeah. when he starts like yelling. I'm like, "Wait, that doesn't sound like his brother." And then I remember like he oh, starts calling fuck. him fuck when he's yeah, like, yeah, Whoa, and I'm bro, like, like, like yeah. where am I right now? It's and like, even like right off the bat when he busts into the bedroom and the guy is like threatening him. I'm, at first, I was like, oh, I guess his brother is just like really, really confused and yeah. frightened <laughs> and is trying to figure out what's going on. And then it like, even though i had already seen it, I I had like totally forgot. So I I was like, reminded, and then it like dawned on me. I'm like, oh shit, that's right. Yeah, but. Yeah, I mean god, it's just such a fucking phenomenal movie. It's funny movie. man,
0: it's funny you mentioned that that moment because like right after the right after my brother and I watched it, we just immediately basically had a version of this conversation last night. And one of the things I talked about was like that moment where I was like, you know, it's wild like I remember thinking during that scene where he when Robert Pattinson goes into the hospital and breaks his brother out, He's wearing that full like fit like the brother who you assume is the brother character is wearing this like full face mask like bandaged. right fully bandaged so, up yeah, yeah bandaged his face, his face is all busted up and I remember thinking to myself I was saying to my brother I was like I remember thinking to myself like wow I guess he just like knows that's his brother because he's like a big dude and like his face mm-hmm. is all bandaged and like there's a cop sitting outside the room so it just must have been his brother and I was like that's that's amazing that like he definitely knew that was him just based on mm. like the way he like was this bigger guy. I and, and and as soon as and as soon as they were in the bedroom and 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 the uh the character played by Buddy Duress wakes up, and he's like, yo, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, where am I? What 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 are we doing right now? It's like, oh, man, I don't think that Robert Pattinson's brother is supposed <laughs> to be talking like that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Buddy Duress, by the way, who is... Oh, my God. Uh, we got to talk did, about him, man. Did actually uh, yeah. serve prison time. Currently um,
0: in Rikers Island.
1: Yeah. Oh, is he back in jail currently? Dude... This is like
0: probably... Wow, I don't know the
1: whole current, his current status. I knew that he had gone to jail and a lot of the movie was was based on his prison journals.
0: Yeah, this is probably the thing I wanted to talk about most maybe like with regard to the movie is like just like how incredible the guy, this actor is and that he's Mm -hmm. still in jail right now. And like my brother was saying, I guess, I I haven't seen, um, was it Heaven Can Wait? Um
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that either yet. And
0: uh or heaven or heaven knows what is, is what Heaven knows what, yeah. Heaven yeah. knows
1: what, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, wait. That was what is that Is that like a fucking uh Isn't that a wait, Kurt hang Cobain? On. Like
0: the title of the Kurt Cobain uh documentary or book. Oh, is one? it? Something like that. No,
1: no, no. It's the nineteen seventy eight film with uh with Warren Beatty <laughs> where oh, he plays an angel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um We'll, yeah, we'll so review that one on on our next episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: My brother was saying I guess like the the film is like l- not largely based on buddy Duress but like everything that buddy duress says in that monologue about like just getting out of prison it's pr- yeah. pretty clearly yeah. like a true story like that's right not, that's that's
1: very yeah. much based on his experience and in yeah. the, the title in fact good time um they got from buddy duress. Um, it's a reference to like, it's basically, you know, prison lingo for, you know, getting out on good behavior, I guess. Um, but he's, he's the one, uh, when the Safter brothers were, were talking to him, he was like, Oh yeah, you know, whatever. I'm out on good time. And they were like, wait, what does that mean? And he explained it to them and they were like, Oh, that's the name of the movie. Um, so yeah, it's very much inspired by him. Um, but so he's, I didn't, yeah.
0: Yeah. He's back in Rikers Island. Mm. Um, and, uh, just like a very, very like sad story. I'll send you this article, uh, that the posted on him about, a, a like this past summer. And, uh, it's just real sad. It's like, it sounds oh, like God. a guy can't get out of his way and, uh, it's yeah. like has some real issues, but, Oof. um, man, like, like a
1: great actor though,
0: m- incredible actor, incredible yeah. actor. Yeah. But. I mean, I don't know where to begin with this movie or like what to say about it other than like I just loved left all the locations. I love that like the Safties are obviously very like local filmmakers, like it seems yeah. to be a real it's, priority for them to it's make a, local stories.
1: Yeah, it's a cliche to call them like authentic. It's like such a like, yeah. oh yeah, whatever like every, you know, it's a real authentic movie, but like they are I like the prime example yeah. of like authenticity in film. They, they you know, h- like hired all, a lot of, like much of the cast, like literally just like hired off the street. Yeah, A lot of the cops in the movie are real cops. The fucking bail bondsman is a real bail bondsman. Right. Uh, they were going to just use his office as a shooting location. Um, and they were like talking to him and they were like, oh, do you want to just be in the movie? You and your wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that guy. Um, oh yeah. God. I mean, so many of the, uh, you know, the, the locations, just like the fact that, it's just—it's clearly just like they are New Yorkers. They love New York. They—they they don't try to like glamorize it in any way. It's just like, yeah, this is this is what like New York is like for just regular normal people. Yeah. Um, you know, not for the movies. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff they shut—they shot with just um, you know, uh, leaving leaving uh, sets open to the public. So a lot of a lot of the stuff. Um, are just real people, you know, giving their reactions. Like the mall scene, um, the chase through the mall was completely just. Those were just regular people reacting to cops chasing actors, um, <laughs> yeah, through a mall. Yeah, um, yeah, you, they're yeah, it's yeah,
0: it, it, yeah. I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead.
1: N- no, I was I was pretty much done, but I was just yeah, they're 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 just kind of like. Uh, like, kind of gonzo, like, energy, it just, like, comes through. Like, it's, I don't know, it's it's crazy how well they kind of harness that and, like, use that to the film's, um, like, to, like, like it, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but, but basically that style, like, really sets the tone for the story like it it like services the the kind of like energy and and vibe of the story of like the actual story so well yeah it just all feels like so like you're just like you're so like kind of obviously you're on the edge of your seat and you're tense the entire time but that's because you kind of you kind of feel like uh like that seems like it would be real like that I guess that's like like, what would happen if you did that
0: (laughs) there's like a recklessness to the story like the the stories that they tell um in like a very good cinematic way like not like a helter-skelter kind of way like it's it's there is something like very unvarnished about it and um yeah, I mean, dude, it's it's funny. I, I was thinking back, I think it was maybe the Howard Beck interview that the Safties did, or if it wasn't Howard Beck, it was one of the other basketball podcasts those guys did a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago after Uncut Gems came out. And whoever they were talking to, I think it was Howard Beck, it was like obviously someone that wasn't like really, really familiar with their work. And mm-hmm. they mentioned something like, yeah, once we made a movie about these heroin addicts, And I didn't know, I I sort of assumed that that was Good Time that they were referring to. And now I realize it was actually their previous movie, Heaven Knows What.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: so it it, it was interesting, man, like watching Good Time. And, you know, for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, basically the basic plot is like, it's basically about a bank robber uh, or this guy who like robs a bank and basically his brother winds up in prison and he sort of like launches himself over the course of this night to try to basically get his brother back out of jail and kind of like falls into all this trouble. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, it it was interesting knowing that there was this detail in the back of my head that they made a movie about heroin addicts. I kept waiting for the moment when we were going to learn that like Robert Pattinson had a heroin problem Mm. or something Mm -hmm. where I was like, I kept, I kept waiting to figure out or hear why he was robbing the bank and what was really mm-hmm. awesome was that like it turns out like you don't really need to know like yeah you, you actually don't need to know why he's robbing the bank all all that matters is like he needs to rob a bank like yeah yeah and it's it's pretty it, it was just great there's so many moments like that throughout the movie and in uncut gems as well where it's like yeah i don't really know the backstory with this like i don't know the, necessarily the backstory of adam Sandler's gambling problem all i know is that like we kind of open up on him having this enormous issue and we're just going to take it from there. <laughs> yeah. And there's like, yeah, it's no, it's literally
1: just like a, like a character study where it's just, yeah, like, but this there's like the... no
0: exposition, you know what I mean? Like there's no right. like, oh, this is this one time when he did this and there's this other time when he did that. It's just, it kind of like opens, like the story always seems to like open up with them having like this like massive crisis right? and right. there's no like sort of backstory with it, you know what I mean?
1: Right. Um, yeah, I, I read that the Safties actually did create like a a a, compl- a very complete backstory for right. um, for Connie, uh, right. you know Robert Pattinson's character, and and going from like his birth all the way up until like a minute before the movie starts. Right. Um, and and, it's like, you and he, like you can see that you can see and he, that and he work. like completely internalized that. Um, but, of course, the movie doesn't just, you know, spell it out. You kind of piece things together here and there. You're not entirely sure. Yeah, man. You know, sort of, you can. You know he's an ex-con because there's a shot where, you know, they, they show his mugshot on TV. Right. Um, but clearly he's motivated out of some kind of, uh, you know, like this extreme, like, you know, devotion and, and love for his brother. Um, but that obviously, like kind of manifests itself in, in like the wrong ways and, and just all the, you know, his his motivations are sort of like twisted and, and, and obviously like kind of go haywire, but he's, but he's constantly like getting himself out of jams and, and, um, his ability to kind of like, uh, charm people and think on his feet and do, um, yeah, he's just, uh, God, I don't know. I mean, yeah, man, I I I want to talk. All right. Yeah. What were you we gonna say?
0: No, I was gonna say we should talk about some of the like performances and stuff. But uh, what 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 did you want to talk about?
1: I would say yeah. Like turning towards performances, we need to talk about Benny Safdie, who plays. Yeah, I um, can't Believe
0: I. I it took he, me a second. I was like, wait a minute. Isn't that? Yeah. Isn't that? Benny Safdie, <laughs> like
1: yeah. Um, so he, of course, is w- is one of the you know co-directors of the film, and um,
0: editors and
1: producers. And yeah, like, and editor based yeah. on that
0: documentary that you sent me. Like mo- probably like one of the composers. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, he actually I think he did. He literally did do like some of the sound technician stuff. but I I remember like my m- like the most like, sort of striking image of um, my memory of of seeing it in the theater. Um, because it was in a theater, obviously the screen is so large. The very first shot—not the very first shot, but like the first time you see um, a, a, an actor's, you know, face on camera—is, and they do this throughout the whole movie. They ha- the um, the cinematography um, um, is just constantly giving you these like extreme close-ups of people's faces and eyes. It's a very like claustrophobic film because all the shots are like. Of, of anyone's face, at least, is, like, are very, very tight and, like, almost, um, like, taking up the entire screen. In the very first uh, shot of, of Benny Safdie, you mm. just see his eyes, mm. and then it very, very, very slowly pans out to, like, his full face and his full head um, as you're hearing the, the you know, dialogue of his um, his uh, kind of, like, doctor, um, therapist uh, character, who's... That guy's also incredible. I heard oh that... Or I read yeah. that he... That guy was, is, is, like, is actually... He's, I think he's actually like a, def, like either a lawyer or someone who was involved. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, he was actually, I think involved with Buddy Duress's, um, like initial, uh, sort of like trial, I really? think. Um, yeah. Um, and then also I, fr- I, fr- I, should, uh, so, like reread. he's like
0: a real lawyer.
1: Yeah, he's also just not an actor. They just like knew him. Um his name is uh, from, Peter from real life. Irby. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they were like, like this is his only film credit. Yeah. That's exactly um you know as it should be. He's just like came, comes out of nowhere. Um but anyway, uh fucking Benny Sat like just yeah, dude, his he's face... a lawyer. <laughs> he's I just googled yeah. him. He Yeah, he... he's a lawyer.
0: Yeah, he's a lawyer. <laughs>
1: yeah. Sure, makes sense. Yeah, yeah he's incredible but getting back to, to Benny, um, there's something like, I don't think this film would work at all. If you didn't kind of like somehow, even though you don't, even though, uh, you know, Connie's character is, is a psychopath and, and, you know, completely manipulative and, you you know, you could say like wrong in many respects, it kind of, you kind of understand him. You sort of understand why he's doing what he's doing. Um, because of his of his brother, and when you see something about like Benny's just his face, and when you see him or hear him speak, um, you know he's playing a a developmentally disabled uh, character, um, and who who clearly is just like he's just like you know one of those people in society that just got a shit draw and. You know, he's clearly, like, been completely neglected and mistreated his entire life. Um, and no one is looking out for him, and no one is trying to protect him, and no one is trying to help him except for his psychopath brother. Um, and But when you see his face and just, like, I don't know how he does it. It's, like, literally just, like, the shape of his eyes. Um, that's the the moment where um, the, ther- the doctor is asking him about the scissors in the frying pan. And like just ever so slowly, like a tear starts to like trickle out of his eye. Mm. Um, it's just like he's like heartbreaking. Like immediately, I'm just like, oh my god, this this character. I just like feel for. I want. I like. I want to help him. I I feel so like protective. And this is gonna sound really weird and fucked up. Um, I'm not sure. If I should even say it, but it, I got a, a a weird vibe. So the first time I saw this movie in 2017, mm. uh, I was n- not yet a father, <laughs> mm. um, and then I and then watching it this time, and now I'm not trying to equate, um, you know, people with any sort of uh, men- mental handicap um, or or disability with like. Toddlers or or like young yeah. children, no. But in terms of like kind of ha- like what it's what it's like no, as he's... a
0: well, Robert Pattinson's like more of a. Parental figure than like a sibling figure, like he, right. He almost because like of occupied the space of like a father as much as a brother to his, right. He's to,
1: trying. He's trying to to deal with his brother and, he's like and help his caretaker him. Caretaker as much. Yeah, as but he's more. Sibling. He's like more of a caretaker, and he's like trying. You can tell that he's like trying to like build him up and help him. But he's also like extremely frustrated. There's like so many scenes or instances where like his brother, because of his you know disabilities, um, just doesn't do things correctly or or needs like you know help basically. Um, and like, just like trying to like, just the, the actual physical toll of like trying to like shepherd someone around a city and like, and like sort of like tell them what to do without like frustrating them and like trying to be like clearly getting frustrated, but not trying to show that frustration. Um, it like really struck me (laughs) in like a weird, like fatherly, uh, way where I was like, oh man, like I, I almost like could understand it even better, um, as, as like someone who deals with like. A two and a half year old all the time, where yeah. you're like trying to help them and do what's best for them, but they're like not quite like responding the the right way, and and you're like constantly like oh this is difficult, and I don't know, um, it's hard to explain, and I'm and I'm probably like saying something that's borderline offensive, but yeah. I um, I don't know, I just really fucking like I just I like felt for this character like so deeply, uh, 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 Benny Sappy's character. And I just like, I, like the, and then the, the end shot, of course, when he's like back in the, in the hospital and he's like in the little class with his, um, you know, the other sort of patients, it's like, so just like sad and also sweet. And you like, I don't know. I, I was like near tears seeing it this no, time yeah. in a way that I wasn't the first time I saw it. Um, my
0: brother said this, said something similar last night where he was like, they have the Benny Safty character what you realize is like is so responsible for like creating all this empathy you know what I mean yeah like it, he just like engenders all this empathy from the audience but like you basically really understand why Robert Pattinson's character is doing the things all the awful insane things that he's doing it's because right. he's like so in love with his brother and cares about his brother so much and he feels right. so responsible for his brother that he would do all these crazy ass things
1: and uh right like that like that like love it's even though so it's completely mis- though. Like sort it's, of misdirected and he's not like you know, clearly he's not helping him in the way he should. Right. Um. But but like the like the sort of like intensity um uh, of of like that emotion like like makes sense like that that works like that's the driving factor and it like completely like that's what makes the movie work. But you know? Benny Benny Safty's
0: character is so important in the movie for that reason and like he plays it so. Like, he just, like I said, engenders so much empathy that you understand, like, why his brother's doing all these things for him. Yeah. And he's just, like, so pure and so innocent. The Benny Safty character is so pure and so innocent. Like, just even the way, <laughs> even the way the film opens with him in the therapist's office, and he's, like, just try you, like, it's incredible like you you, like the the film opens with Benny Safdie talking to a therapist and he has this like really sincere moment where he's like recalling this moment from his childhood and Robert Pattinson's character like busts into the to to the room and just like the film just completely goes in a completely different direction um Mm -hmm. but yeah man it's just yeah the the Benny Safdie character I thought was incredible it's like he just carries so much gravity
1: yeah like it, that's entirely like he's he's the driving force but then of course like you have to give so much credit to Robert Pattinson um, yeah because he's you great. like he, he communicates like the the love like he's the one like you understand that he loves his brother so much because not just because of all the crazy shit that he does but even just the way he reacts to like his urgency um, or like when he's on the you know the phone, with the hospital when he's in the amusement park and they tell him, Oh, we can't release any information. That's, you know, whatever privileged uh, privilege or, or whatever. And he gets so upset and he's slamming the, the phone, you know, on the, on the receiver over and over again. Like he clearly like amidst all this shit, like, you know, clearly he's like, not a, not a great guy. Um, he's kind of a, a piece of shit himself, but like everything that he does is like very purely and, and like kind of sincerely driven by just like his desire to, to, to find his brother to like rescue his brother and help him. Um, like that's entirely like 100% what like he's not trying to make money he's not trying to like do anything for himself it's entirely for his brother and and, like Pattinson like communicates that so well um, just through his like you know just like the fucking completely like just you know he's just so ragged and like raw and uh, clearly like just isn't taking care of himself in any way whatsoever it's all just um, you know for his brother and God, yeah, it's just a really good movie. Um I mean the women, I, uh, the women
0: in the film are incredible too. Like the two oh, go- yeah. the two girlfriend characters, I thought were yeah, both yeah. absolutely incredible. Um Jennifer Jason yeah, Lee. Yeah, Jennifer
1: Jason Lee uh who it, is like she has not that much screen time, but on, when she is amazing. on film, she just steals every scene.
0: Yeah, and you kind of like understand who robert pattinson's character is based on his relationship with jennifer jason lee you're like
1: oh, oh yeah oh, okay this is who completely this taking is. advantage of her yeah um and
0: then the other woman's name is talia webster who plays crystal right. um and just the both of them were incredible and yeah uh, yeah dude i it, mean
1: i think i think with with her character we should we should touch on the like one of my other favorite things about the film which is its treatment of race yeah. um and the way it it kind of like comments on racial politics in america which is which is really really fucking amazing and brilliant it's just i mean it's not that um complicated message it's just hey uh white people are able to completely manipulate and take advantage of uh both of like african-american people and also other white people's uh you know sort of racial biases biases yeah uh like over and over again obviously like the uh the kind of like um you know major moment of that is in the amusement park when security guard um yeah yeah, pat uh connie and his um and his like uh partner um beat up and drug the security guard and then uh when the cops show up they were uh, you know, take his uniform, yada yada. Um, don't need to explain it all, but um, but throughout the whole movie, he's he's doing the same thing. I mean, just uh, you know, even down to like when he's in the hostel room and he steals the woman's uh, orange juice. <laughs> she's, I mean, it, like doesn't obviously that's not oh like a God, big moment, right. but like yeah. she's she's an African American woman, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's just like you know, I mean, to uh, going to take. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna have a sip of this orange juice. You don't you don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, you're sort of powerless. Um, And then, you know, obviously the, the, um, the family that he, the, I guess they're a Haitian family um, whose home he goes into. That's the, (laughs) the, the, he just like
0: shows up at their doorstep.
1: He's just like, no, I'm going to enter your home. Um, I'm going to just. Do, I'm going to just take everything I want from, like, hair dye to painkillers. I'm going to hook up with your uh, granddaughter in order to, so just that she can like not understand my true identity. Yeah, I'm going to take your phone. I'm going to stay in your house for as long as I want Ridiculous. or need to. Um, and then, of course, uh, the the teenager played by Talia Webster is... Um, you know, is is arrested later um, yeah. because um, you know she's just like picked up, like walking outside the amusement park, and of course he doesn't do anything to like prevent that. Um, and over and over again, uh, you you just see like God, like this this guy just completely takes advantage and 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 coasts through and largely succeeds. I mean, obviously he gets arrested in the end, um, but you know he really doesn't uh you know he he's able to t- to take advantage of of these like situations um in uh in a way where the f- you know i think the film like very like smartly does enough to like show you how fucked up it is without like hitting you over the head with it um yeah. like it's um yeah i think i was more kind of cognizant of it the second time i watched it was like kind of yeah, looking after it it's more so funny that you but talk it's almost about like,
0: the racial politics because i was like right right remind me what <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like so subtle it's like so wonderfully done that even like an idiot like me could be like it, it'll take even someone like me a second to register be like oh right of course it's like yeah, a white guy yeah. who takes advantage of all these black people and yeah. that's just the way society works which is yeah. awful yeah
1: and basically everyone that he comes into contact with suffers <laughs> because of him yeah um and uh, dude, yeah, the, the
0: Safties just... do this thing. Uh, one last thing, I just want to say, the Safdies do the safeties do this thing where and they they touch on it in the that little documentary clip or short film that you sent me about them, where they like take every. They take a bunch of plot points and they like drive them a little too far. Like they take it, they always mm. just take it like a little too far. And there were all these moments throughout Good Time where I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, do you remember uh do you remember when uh Robert Pattinson's character has the sprite bottle of acid and they're at that uh, first of all, they break into the security guards. Uh, like really nice apartment. Like he's a mm-hmm. security guard at Adventureland on right. the island. And After
1: they beat him up, drug him, and <laughs> accuse him of their own crimes for which he is arrested and taken away. Right, they then break take his into car. His apartment find his address Correct. break into his apartment start drinking his liquor
0: it's like a really nice apartment which I love like there's all these things that like don't totally make sense but like yeah there's no like dream
1: like touches where it's you're like, like where are they
0: he's a security guard at adventure at adventureland but like he's got a pretty sweet place and yeah. like he's got like some nice liquor and stuff it's like so great um, yeah, yeah, but I love when they like break into his his apartment and uh, Robert Pattinson has the Sprite bottle full of acid. dude do you remember over you just saw it like that. That one, uh, like you quickly see him <laughs> crouching down next to the dog. You're like, Wait, is he about to give the dog some acid?
1: Oh, Jesus. And yeah. then
0: they're like, All these moments like that, where they t- just take it like a little bit too far. And yeah, we're just
1: like really on edge. You're like, Oh, fuck, what is gonna happen here? Yeah, or
0: it's just like, where it, it just creates like really funny moments, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, like, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. The film is actually fucking hilarious, it's it's very like, funny. Yeah, it's extremely like anxiety uh, inducing. But I remember uh, in the theater, like laughing out loud, like busting out laughing in my seat at certain points. Like when Buddy um, because it's gives just, that
0: whole long monologue about having this like wild day and getting arrested mm-hmm. by the cops and everything. And he mentioned, he mentions like going to Adventureland and like trying to hide their drugs and money. And then, and then you they like cut to Robert Pattinson who you just see like typing like Adventureland in Apple Maps. Yeah. He's like, like not responding at bro, all. At first you're like wait, is he asleep?
1: Was he even <laughs> listening to the story and then you realize his his mind is just always working. Yeah. He's typing Adventureland <laughs> into his phone. <laughs> and then of course the Adventureland scene itself oh like the fucking amusement Amazing, like the the like it's like a haunted house type yeah. thing that they go into. So good. It's called oh I forget it's uh the name of it it's like something um uh, it's it's got some weird like uh like something romance, but it's basically like a like a house of horrors, mm-hmm. um, but with like the most fucked up shit. There's like a shot where he like walks by like a like a baby like pouring out of like a woman's midsection with like blood and guts. Um wow. there's like all this like weird, you know, zombie and like casket stuff and like all all these little moments where you're like, of course like they would set their, like, yeah. a, a you know, a, a tense, like, police chase scene inside a fucking, like, house of horrors, of course, with, like, you know, crazy neon lighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And- um i mean the whole light the the lighting Dude, even in like the yeah,
0: their whole use in of the, like color like the whole color palette for the film yeah you
1: know, like, i love i love uh, the the apartment uh, of the the, of the, the Haitian exploded
0: f- pink ink all over it like oh god it's, yeah it's just incredible man yeah
1: i mean that's really oh man i yeah i had even forgotten that like the the um uh, the exploding dye yeah. when they uh open the bag of money in the in the taxi cab like right then and there you're just like Oh fuck! This is gonna yeah. be a a fucking like white white knuckle ride uh, the entire the entire way. Yeah, dude. Um, I, like
0: my brother looked over at me when that happened. He's like, just so you know, we're like five minutes into this movie.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The best part is that they roll the credits after that happens. Uh-huh. They don't. They they wait. This is one of my favorite things. They have the most delayed. Um, like credit roll, I, I feel like it's like fifteen yeah, or twenty minutes <laughs> into the movie, like so much happens, yeah. and then the credits roll, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is just the beginning!" Right? <laughs> it's so awesome. Um, great movie, man. Yeah, great movie.
0: I'm reading, or I, or I just found a uh, article about um, like like crazy stories from the set of Good Time, and apparently, mm-hmm. uh, apparently, um, Josh Safdie, one of the the filmmakers, the directors of the film, was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was arrested during uh during the filming of the of the movie, he said, Dur- oh, yeah. during filming, I was arrested. It was a long, stupid story where the cops thought I was dealing drugs out of a sh- super shady looking car. Well, huh? the car was shady as fuck, and it resulted in me getting sick in a cold cell and shooting on little sleep the next day. But anyways, oh, Peter Verby represented me later after we wrapped. Peter is the actor who played the therapist in the film. He's also a criminal <laughs> defense lawyer. <laughs> uh we he, that's amazing uh he gave me my mugshot as uh as he thought I'd, I'd find it funny what i found funny was how bureaucratically faded and twisted the image was it already gone through so many photocopies and scanners that it degraded my image to pixels and emotion haha
1: yeah yeah it's it's i mean that's the other thing that the film shows you is just like how awful and inhumane yeah. the just the entire criminal system criminal is i mean is, yeah. like Again, it's like heartbreaking when you see Benny Safdie's character in the in the cell, and then the um, cops are, are, or the prison guards are spraying, you know, like fucking gas into the cell to like break yeah. up a fight. Yeah. And he, you know, he's just standing there as a, as an innocent bystander, and he just gets like all this like shit in his eyes, and he's vomiting, and like and like can't see, and like you're just like God, like these people are just treated like actual animals. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just really drives home like god like this is <laughs> this is not right. <laughs> this is really, really not right um yeah, it's um it's a it's a movie where it ha like it has like enough of a message where it like makes you sort of like think about real things while also being just incredibly absurd and over yeah. the top and ridiculous um and that is like not not easy to pull off, yeah, um,
0: the last thing about I'll say about the film, which I just think is a really good uh life lesson but like also artistic lesson you know like I am an actor I've written short films and made short films and stuff like that it is like saying to Brian my brother like you know if you took that screenplay and brought it to a screenplay class, like it would get an F. Like it there are mm. so many things about that movie that don't pass the like the traditional three act structure of like a good like quote unquote good film. But mm-hmm. like there is no doubt that, that movie is incredible. And I, I I think like the lesson is like Like just making something of really, (laughs) obviously like of really like high quality and value, trumps trumps like every bit of like um, like all the rules that you you're told that you need to follow. Like you actually really don't. And the thing is, actually, I'm sure if you looked at that screenplay, you would realize it does follow like all the traditional like checkpoints of act one, two and three, but like, it's so well made that all those things are so deeply embedded in the script that you wouldn't, you would never know that it was like abiding by all the, you know, like tenants of like a quote unquote great film. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think the moral of the story is like, just work your ass off and make something in a make something original and like, don't worry about whether or not it like meets the traditional, yeah, like I said, checkpoints or tenants of, uh, of like a good movie.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. There's not really like a traditional like character arc to, uh, to, to Robert Pattinson's character like it's not like he no he doesn't like I don't think change he, like he, he doesn't evolve or change at all as no. a character like there's no and we could like, say
0: something similar of like uncut <coughs> gems right like you'd say like mm-hmm. yeah Adam Sandler pretty much like lives in this world and it's a movie about like how he stays in this world and makes like mm-hmm. choices yeah there's no lessons way.
1: learned yeah there's no yet but it's, film... it's riveting
0: it's like you, it's undeniably such an engaging watch and like you would highly recommend the movie right
1: right right it's completely riveting and and clearly like the Film has a, a point of view that yeah. they're expressing, yeah. but not through not through the characters. They're just kind of like, yeah, it's um, yeah, I don't know. It's really really good. Highly and recommend. also one more, sh- yeah, one more shout out for the um, the uh, composer of the of the score, yeah, Daniel La- Low Payton, aka One O Tricks Point Never, who also did the the soundtrack for Uncut Gems. But God, that guy, I've like loved him as a just a musical artist for a long time. He's a uh, he actually did a lot of the tracks that uh, that we Brendan and I used on Smash TV really? stuff. Um, oh, dear. yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got like a lot of alter egos um, uh, or aliases, I guess. Um, uh, as a as a musician, one of them is um, uh, Ford and Low Peyton. I think it's uh, is that right, Ford and? Yeah, they uh, Ford and Low Peyton. There were a couple songs that, that we used. Um...
0: Wait, so you actually like know him? Like, have been in touch with him?
1: No, I don't know yeah. him personally or gotcha, anything, but gotcha. I've just been a fan of his, of his for a sport. long time. Gotcha. Yeah, and when like that was actually the like one of the main reasons because I didn't know anything about Good Time when I before yeah. I like one person was like, oh yeah, it's good, you should check it out. But um, but when I saw that uh, that guy was doing the the musical score, I was like, oh, that's a good sign. I want to yeah, I wanna yeah. Um, no yeah, I'm gonna, check that out, but. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, um, uh, I assume that anyone who's uh, who's listening to this that hasn't seen the movie has been... We should probably put like a spoiler warning at the top of this episode. Yeah, but, um, that's true. But yeah, sorry, I just had to like, get all that out. God, what a fucking great movie. What a movie,
0: man. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that. My name's Chris Mendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at us at ontheline_pod. underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Check out more of our content, more of our episodes at onthelinepodcast.com. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Enjoy your week. Enjoy watching NBA basketball. And I will talk to you in a little bit.